Oh, this is like Jaws music. Now we've come to the part of the Jaws clone where Robert Forrester goes up above and is like, I tell you guys, it's an alligator. And yeah, the chief's going to be like, you're crazy. You're crazy, David Madison. That's his name in this movie. You're crazy, David. You got to shut down the whole sewers, chief. No, we're not doing that. That's, that it's, it's prime sewer season. We're not going to fucking do that. Uh, dude, now we're going to get the part of the Jaws clone where uh, there's a bunch of grainy pictures that still don't make people believe there's a gator. Right. Someone's going to find this fucking footage. I'll tell you right there, that's an eye. That's an eye, and I know what I saw. There's an alligator in that sewer. Get out of here, David. You're taking a permanent leave of absence. Oh, is this a part of the Jaws clone? Where you get a bunch of wahoos trying to go down to the sewer and kill the gator? Get out of there. You don't know what you're doing. Yeah. Welcome to the Review to Death podcast. I'm Marcus. And I'm Luke. Welcome back, everyone. Are you enjoying your animal month? I hope everybody is. I know we are. Yeah, I'm having a fucking blast. These these movies are hilarious. I mean, they're <laughs> they're they're fun. They're, I'm what I'm saying is they're I'm having a lot of fun with these movies because uh, we've we've watched some really really silly fucking movies in this uh, this month of of cinematic animals attack, and um, I'm still having a blast even when they're not great. Uh, it, it, they're still fun to watch. Our herpetology trilogy here continues a little bit. We had frogs last Friday. Now we got alligators. Goddamn alligators, man. Alligators <laughs> in the scores. Mutant alligators. <laughs> this one was on this one was on our short list last year. It was. Yeah, we we just just missed it. I don't even remember what we replaced it with, but it was on there for a while and then we decided to do something else. Yeah, this is one of those movies. It was kind of like uh, like last year's list. Uh, I think it was Razorback. It's one of those movies that I wanted to watch for a really, really long time. And then it was fun to finally watch it with you and to talk about it for the podcast here. We watched it on Shudder tonight. If you are Shudder fans like we are, you can go watch Alligator right now. They have the second one too, which uh, uh, I posted on Instagram. The 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 poster for that uh, looks ridiculously awesome, that poster. Yeah, and by all accounts, that is by far the best thing about that second movie. I, I, <laughs> it sounds like that movie is a nightmare. But you can watch both alligators on Shutter. And um, since I've mentioned before that I like uh, having stuff on in the background when record, you know, on mute, just because you know, livens up the room. I don't know. I'm weird. Uh, <clears throat> we're gonna play. Uh, we're gonna play uh, uh, a little bit of. Uh, have you seen what's on Shutter TV? And what uh, happens to be on right now is a little bit special for our podcast, Luke. Is it? Is it Alligator Two: The Mutation? <laughs> unfortunately, no. That would be pretty awesome. Uh, but uh, something is on from one of our guests, the movie segments. Oh no, shit! Which one? Yeah, Phantom of the Mall, Eric's Revenge. <laughs> I, I we need to watch that movie. That movie looks like a lot of fun. It's right in the middle of it. It looks ridiculous. I'm not really even paying attention to it. It's just uh, you know a little bit of movement. But I will say that uh, a couple seconds ago here, because Paulie Shore's in this movie, and I know we talked about oh, that when we did right. that. He is. <laughs> so uh, I looked up, 
and I saw Polly Shore through the lens of a security camera uh, pull up his shirt and like tweak his nipples for the the security guard on the other side. And I'm sure he was making one of his Polly Shore noises. <laughs> Look at my nipples. <laughs> If that wasn't enough, he then turned around and mooned him, and I'm pretty sure I saw Polly Shore's sack. <laughs> probably saw his taint and bee hole and everything, because it was probably all ad lib by Polly Shore. <laughs> oh my goodness! So yeah, Phantom of the Mall. We we actually talked about this today. We were we were working on. Um, if you if you haven't figured it out, we were we like uh, we like a theme here on the Review to Death podcast, and we we're sort of figuring on our themes to go in the future. And one of the things that got thrown out today was uh, Schlockfest summer, so maybe this one will get thrown on there. Yeah, just a bunch of really fucking goofy ass movies. Um, well, what it, what got us talking about it today? It was um, Basket Case, wasn't it? That's right. That's right. Yeah, I, I found this. Uh, I, I'm a I, yeah. I found this meme. And it was, I don't know what the fuck, it, it was a meme with uh, one of the, it was a picture from one of the Basket Case movies. And uh, we definitely wasn't the first one. We did watch that movie. That was uh, before we had the, the podcast going. That's when we were just doing reviews, which, man, we, we've got to watch that trilogy at some point. And that, that's, I think that's what kind of kicked off that conversation. Like, man, we should maybe just watch all three Basket Case movies. And then just fucking continue on into a, like a schlock festy type summer. Well, to not, um, if you're not familiar with Basket Case, it's one of those uh, early horror movies, you know, like the sort of like shock horror movies made by, made by uh, what's his name? Henenlotter, right? That's right. Yeah. The fucking madman himself. And it's got like a zero dollar budget. But uh, it manages to be pretty effective and also very hilarious at times. Oh man, basket case is a trip. Like I said, we we have to do an episode on it. I know we reviewed it before the podcast was a thing, but um, I feel like we owe it to ourselves, if anything, just to to do a an episode on it because that that movie, man. There's movies where like you know, like, I think we've discussed this before, where there's they're so bad they're good, but it's it's tough to walk that line because there's also movies, especially these days, like when with the sci-fi channel and like asylum and they yeah. make movies that are bad on purpose, which right for me, it takes it's the, not the same. Yeah. yeah. It's it, not the same. Uh, but like basket case, pretty much any head and ladder movie that, although we haven't seen all of them, we still have to watch Frank and hooker that, that is Frank and know, hooker. Yeah. If we were to do a, you know, a summer of schlock, the I feel like Frank and Hooker would probably fit right in there. But uh, everything that we've seen that Hen and Ladder is done, like you can tell that it was like made with love. And it was uh, something that was like a passion project for the dude. He was on like less than a shoestring budget. And then he fucking still put that shit on screen. And uh, and the results are just pure insanity. And it, it's very entertaining. Do we watch another one of his for our um, our halfway to Halloween before we did the podcast? Was it, did he do Castle Freak? Uh, no, or was that, was that somebody Stuart, else? That was Stuart Gordon, my man. Well, that uh, was Stuart Gordon. Yeah, That's yeah. Right. Another one of our favorites here on Reviewed to Death. Uh, oh, because Jeffrey Combs was in that movie too. Yeah, we love we love uh, Stuart Gordon. Um, that's another dude, man. That fucking he puts he. I feel like you know it's funny. I was just thinking about this guy the other like the other day. Like I feel like that's a guy 
that's kind of like a Guillermo del Toro type character. If he would have gotten some bigger budgets, he could have made some real, real special movies. Now, not that he didn't, but like, you know, he was definitely hampered by a budget for a lot of his, a lot of his films. Well, you can definitely see it though. Cause reanimator is pretty special. And um, even that other one, the from beyond one that we watched, that's not as popular. That was still pretty good too. Yeah, parts of that are absolutely amazing. And then there's parts that just aren't good because you can tell the money wasn't behind it. Um, you know, or, or I, incidentally, I think the 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 most like support he ever got was for that Dreams of the Witch House that we watched, and that was unfortunately not super yeah, good. Not, we did talk about that a little bit last time. Not great, but you know that caught him at the end of his career. I mean, that was I think a few years before he died. If I'm not you know, if I have that correct in my mind. So, um, yeah, just, just a dude that, you know, he loves himself some HP Lovecraft and he tried to put as much of it on screen as possible. And it just, you know, it was kind of hit and miss, but man, like from beyond that, that, that's a Stewart garden, right? That's uh, I mean, yeah, that's a great movie. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a fun one. Weird, real weird. <laughs> yeah. Very weird. Uh, Different kind of weird than the weird that we get in Alligator, the movie that we watched tonight. There are a couple of things in here that are weird just because like they don't make sense in the movie. And you're like, yeah, maybe you should have left that one out of that. <laughs> What's Alligator about, Luke? So Alligator is uh, it's a 1980 uh, creature feature uh, starring uh, Robert Forster, you know, a screen legend who we recently lost. Uh, and it's about a pet baby alligator that's flushed down a toilet and that survives in the city sewers. 12 years later, it grows to an enormous size thanks to a diet of discarded laboratory dogs injected with growth hormones. Now, humans have entered its menu. And they say that this movie takes place in Chicago. It is filmed in Los Angeles, and it looks like Los Angeles so much to the point that there is one scene where you see a freaking palm tree in the back, uh, the background. And I don't actually live in Chicago. I live just outside of Chicago. So <laughs> it very much does not look like Chicago. No, not at all. And I, I lived in the burbs of Chicago um, along with you for, for quite some time. And I still visit quite often. And uh, no, it looks like L.A. And, and then the, the sewers look like the L.A. River, which is exactly what it was. <laughs> so, um, no, it's it's funny. If anyone that's uh, gr- growing up in and around sh- the Chicagoland area, this is going to look as, you know, as far from Chicago as New York does from, I don't know, Miami. It, it, it's very, very different. What is sort of funny, though, is that in, back in 2019, Chicago had its own uh, little alligator problem, and it very much the same plot of this movie. You have an illegal pet and, and, and the baby alligator that somebody you know decided they could not take care of, and they dropped it into a waterway. So in 2019, we had, a, we had an alligator that was uh, living in the Humboldt Park lagoon. If you've never been to Chicago, um, a lot of the Chicago parks that are bigger, like really giant, they have these lagoons where, you know, like have boathouses and the boathouse is really cool. And you can technically swim in these lagoons. Uh, I advise against most of them. The water's not the cleanest in the world, but um, you can and people do. And uh, back in the summer of 2019, there was a four foot alligator that was swimming around the Humboldt Park Lagoon. Four foot alligator. Holy shit. Yeah. And they don't know for sure, but it's uh, 
it's uh, guessed that it was, you know, an illegal pet that was released. It got a name and everything, man. They did a, they done an online poll and eventually they settled on uh, Chance the Snapper. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, you know, like Chance um, the Rapper. Oh, Chance. Oh, I get it now. Did I listen to rap? <laughs> Chance the Snapper. <laughs> Chance the Snapper. <laughs> Very much like the plot of this movie as well. They did get a like a, a gator trapper. They brought him in, and this guy caught the alligator, and they uh, shipped him off to Florida, where he still lives a healthy and healthy life as we speak. Oh, that's like I like that. I like that end of that story. That's nice. They didn't bring like an asshole Colonel Brock like in this movie to fucking blow <laughs> no. him up with a shotgun. <laughs> no, they did not. They um they they uh they figured that you know. Uh, the, the alligator would definitely not survive the winter here in Chicago. Oh yeah. I was, that, that was my, um, my next question. Like how the fuck, like what happens in the winter time when everything freezes? <laughs> and then, um, it, it was getting pretty comfortable, uh, cause I guess it was, it was starting to like resist food from people. Okay. Like, cause that's how they're sort of keeping track of where it was. They were trying to, you know, lure it out and it stopped doing that, which like indicated that it had found it's like a steady supply of food. But what was it eating? Uh, I mean, these lagoons have like a population of fish and shit, like people fishing them and stuff, you know, it's like, oh. like these are bodies of water. Okay. The, and it was also sort of a danger to people because, you know, people did swim and boat there. So a four foot alligator is still going to hurt you, you know? Yeah. You don't want to, you don't want to fuck with that. Yeah, and so they caught him in July of 2019, and he's in Florida now. So he's four foot alligator, in good health. Well, there you go, chance of snapper. Enjoy the rest of your life. <laughs> well, the uh, the alligator in our movie tonight is 36 feet <laughs> <laughs> because he's been feeding on dead animals, mostly dogs, that have been caught by an asshole named Luke. Fuck you, Luke. <laughs> Yeah, this is a this is a shitty Luke man. Uh, his name, <laughs> his character's name is Luke Gucho, and uh, he looks and dresses like um, uh, fucking uh, what's his name? Uh, Wayne Nedry. Knight. Yeah, Nedry. Wayne Knight's character from Jurassic Park. So this motherfucker uh, drives around in his van, uh, which is like I don't know what's on the side of it, like friendly pet service. <laughs> and he, <laughs> And he drives around neighborhoods and he just picks up dogs and he drives them to this pharmaceutical place, this evil pharmaceutical place that's run by a guy named Slade. And that's that's his name in the movies. It's, it's just Slade. And it's just old rich fuck uh, that's dressed like an old rich fuck from the early 80s. And uh, he runs this whole thing and in, in this pharmaceutical place uh, experiments on these dogs, uh, kills them, and then uh it tasks luke with disposing of them <laughs> fucking <laughs> asshole luke <laughs> so which he does by throwing them in the uh you know quote unquote chicago sewers uh where our <laughs> uh, our alligator you know patiently waits uh his next meal which is luke which is <laughs> <laughs> which is fucking luke yeah cuz this is again this movie okay this movie's not good you guys, it's not a good movie, but it's a lot of fun uh, yes. under the right circumstances. Uh, and this this scene is uh, gives you a good idea of what to expect. Luke fucking is dumping dead dog carcasses over the side of this fucking ravine, uh, you know, into the the river of poop, as it may. And uh, a bunch of them end up 
on this like little ledge. And for whatever reason, Luke can't fucking deal with that shit. He's like, no, it's got to go in the poop river. So he climbs down there to fucking kick him over the side. And of course, there's, you know, continual shots of, you know, the alligator's eye like looking at Luke climbing down the ladder. <laughs> so as soon as Luke gets down there, he gets fucking gat. <laughs> it is a, it is a good shot. Like the first five times they use it. But then after that, you're like, okay, okay. I get it. The alligator's looking at him. Yeah. The, the, <laughs> the, uh, the movie and the, uh, the director of this movie, Louis T. Uh, yeah. The, he loves that shot. He uses it quite a bit. And we didn't mention the the uh, writer. It's John Sales. And the reason I wanted to mention him, too, is because uh, John Sales used to work with Roger Corman. And this, at times, feels very Roger Corman-ish. Oh, big time. Big time. Yeah, this, this could be any number of his productions. And John Sales had just written Piranha before this movie, which okay. is another movie we could put in this series. Oh, for sure. And uh, he was going to, and right after this movie, he wrote The Howling, which we will watch at some point for the podcast. And by the way, um, Louis Teague, uh, there's another movie uh, in our uh, cinematic animals attack that we compared to Cujo quite a bit. Uh, well, uh, fucking Louis Teague directed Cujo. He would direct Cujo actually uh, three years after uh, Alligator. So um, yeah, it's all coming together, baby. <laughs> and we mentioned comparing movies to Cujo and uh, Alligator can only be compared to Jaws because this is, I think, probably our only traditional Jaws clone in this year's series. But it is like, other than Grizzly, which we did last year, this is like the mother of all Jaws clones. For sure. I, I still think Grizzly is more like just unabashedly just ripping jaws off more than alligator did but uh alligator is, is right there it, it's again exemplified by uh the death of luke uh when he's down there you know trying to kick the fucking <laughs> dead dog carcasses for the side <laughs> you see again from the alligator's point of view and you get you get basically the jaws theme but just like just a little bit slightly you know, uh, rearranged. Absolutely. Luke. Uh, yeah, they change a couple notes and, uh, have them go in a little bit of direct different directions. But I guess what we're trying to say is that, you know what this movie is about, even if you haven't seen it. No big time. And I mean, he goes so far as to, (laughs) so there's even a, a character introduced later on in the movie. Uh, we mentioned him briefly, Colonel Brock. I mean, he's like the seasoned hunter who's, you know, He's seen a thing or two because he's killed a thing or two. So he's like a stand-in for Quint from Jaws. And then you have uh, another character uh, introduced. He's uh, She is David Madison's uh, love interest, as it turns out, Marissa Kendall. She's the herpetologist. I mean, she could be like a fucking stand-in for uh, for Hooper. I mean, she's like the scientist person that's, you know, there to, to you know, help out or whatever. It's uh, it's all very beat for beat. I mean, you even get like a the the you know the yahoos showing up to catch the shark themselves. Uh-huh. With the couple uh, of different scenes of that. Yeah, Yahoo SWAT team members of the uh, Chicago <laughs> Police <laughs> Department that uh, try and 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 
laughably failed to capture this thing. That show up with M16s and rocket launchers and grenades. Fucking grenades. They fucking start World War Three on Lake Michigan. <laughs> you imagine not Lake Michigan. Yeah, which is obviously not Lake Michigan if you've been anywhere near Lake Michigan. But can you imagine like, you know, you're trying to enjoy your fucking day at Navy Pier and all of a sudden you look over and there's just shit blowing up right next to you. So yeah, the the plot of this movie is just Jaws. The uh, Robert Forrester is typical Robert Forrester for any movies that he's ever been in. Like they, they got him because they wanted Robert Forrester. Yeah, and you know what? He's great. He he plays the cocky, you know, cop with a uh, a tragic backstory. It's the same as um, Al from Die Hard. Yeah, that's right. The cop from Die Hard. Hard. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> Except in in Die Hard, I guess he shoots a, a kid, right, by accident, right. And and then this movie, uh, it's something in St. Louis that happened that you know his partner ended up getting killed, um, and so he's got this reputation for his partner to get yeah. killed, uh, which that doesn't get better in this movie because uh, after you know they find uh, they keep finding body parts. By the way, at the beginning of this movie, in these. Um, sewer treatment plants like these you know like an arm or a leg will fucking float up to the surface and uh you know the the sewer people are like they got they got to call the cops so it always seems like Robert Forrester's character has has to carry around a a fucking see-through bag full of body parts in it and then finally they're like okay we got to go down there and investigate this shit so Robert Forrester is like David or you know David Madison he's like all right who wants to come with me into these fucking sewers to check this shit out and there's this one like rookie cop called kelly he's like i'll go i'll go so they go down there and pretty much immediately kelly gets killed (laughs) as they're trying to get out they're trying to get out like a manhole cover right and uh, kelly gets grabbed back down and we're going to see that a couple times because robert forrester is is uh is uh, has uh dreams about this (laughs) really trippy dreams dude i'm gonna go as far as to say that uh one of David Madison's uh, biggest rivals in this movie isn't the alligator, but it's manhole covers. <laughs> <laughs> he can't get the fuck out of manhole covers, man. No, man. He gets uh, a la the blob 88. Somebody is on the uh, uh, drives on top of the manhole cover towards the end of the movie. <laughs> he can't right. get out there either. Isn't that what happens with Kelly too? Like he tries to get out, they can't get the fucking yeah, thing it's open. stuck. The manhole cover is stuck, right? And then, and then Kelly gets dragged down. It is a cool looking scene, actually. I do like this scene. This scene looks cool. And then he gets stomped uh, yeah. on the uh, the animatronic alligator, um, which they kind of use a, a they use a combination of a, uh, this giant animatronic uh, alligator, which by the way they nicknamed Ramon. It's kind of like you know they called Bruce. <laughs> Uh, Looks better than or, Bruce. Be yeah. honest with you. Yeah, 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 for sure. You know they they called Bruce in um, in Jaws, and then they have a you know like a real alligator walking around through uh, miniatures here and there. But uh, yeah, it's it's a cool looking scene. I like it. And then get ready to enjoy Jaws with an alligator for the next forty five minutes. For a it's, while, it's yeah, because it's the classic. <laughs> there's an alligator in the sewer. No, there's not. There's not an alligator down there, and I'm impersonating his chief who is uh, Luke's favorite <laughs> character in the entire movie. Oh, Chief Clark is awesome. Dude, Chief Clark is the character this movie needed uh, because he's like the the perfect stereotypical, like, you know, he's always yelling at, you know, Robert Forrester's character, David. He's like, God damn it, David, you blew up half the block. 
that, that, yeah, I'm gonna suspend you. You're you're suspended without leave. That's that's pretty much his character. Give me your badge. You're off the force. You push too far. I need your goddamn gun and your goddamn badge right now. And so that's <laughs> it's played by Michael V. Gazzo, and it's so good because he's not a good actor at all. But that's like all he no. does. He just yells the entire time, and um, every time you see him, it's comedy gold. The safety of the public is my job. And so, yeah, it's like it's like, no, nah, there's not an alligator down there. We don't believe you. And then the 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 shitty newspaper reporter that's you know doesn't like uh, doesn't like Madison. That's Robert Forrester's character. Doesn't like him for some reason. Just fucking hates this guy. Right, Kemp. It's like, oh, his name is Kemp. What happened to your What happened to your partner this time, huh? <laughs> just, just fucking, just twisting the knife a little bit. Like, yeah, yeah. What happened? Uh, what happened this time, huh, David? Huh, huh? And then he, he fucking, he goes down there himself to investigate. And guess what happens? He gets eaten by the alligator, bro. <laughs> and he takes some pictures. And when we were watching, I'm like, watch. Like you're going to see like a grainy photograph of an eye or something like that. So that it's still ambiguous as to what's down there. And then, uh, yeah, like the very next scene, there's a picture of an alligator eye, but there are a couple other pictures. That's obviously an alligator, but the chief's like, ah, we're going to get somebody down to look at these. <laughs> right. Right. And it sets <laughs> off this like citywide, you know, creature hunt, which, uh, starts with the, the very fucking inept Chicago police department SWAT team. <laughs> they go down I, got, <laughs> they go down. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta touch on the part that bothered me the most about this movie. And, and Luke can attest to the fact of this is like, I could not get over it. I was angry because they, they, you know, they get the SWAT team and the police force together and they're going to go down to the sewer and make a whole bunch of noise and like try to root the alligator out into their <laughs> rocket launchers and M16s. But they make the entire like command post in like ankle deep water and they got cars driving in there and everybody's walking around in it. They got electronics and I'm like, why couldn't you just put it like 12 feet back or above where you are? It really bothered me. <laughs> Or yeah, just don't set it in the middle of the LA River, which it obviously is. <laughs> <laughs> because it's the LA River in this scene is is uh doubling as the sewers of Chicago. So like, okay, so everyone's standing around in shit and piss water for this entire operation. And it's like a whole day because it goes from like morning to afternoon to night, and then you have all these like SWAT team members running down there into the sewers with like machine guns and like they're all banging like pots and pans and uh, trash can lids together because they're trying to draw the alligator out. But like while we're watching it, I'm I think like, they're like, trying to flush him out, like scare him out so that they can be killed or something like that. Yeah, but it doesn't make any fucking sense because if they're going to do no, that. because there's it, many there's many exits to this <laughs> sewer system. Yeah, it's not just that. That's not just the sewer right there. There's a lot more of the sewers. <laughs> so and the alligator, the alligator most definitely comes out somewhere else. He comes out of a manhole cover <laughs> and like Kool-Aid's his man, Kool-Aid mans himself out of this manhole cover, destroys the sidewalk. Oh, yeah. And uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> eats eats a cop that's just crashed into another car for no reason whatsoever. In a fireball of fucking destruction. In a fireball. But he's, he's unscathed from that, but then he gets eaten by the alligator. 
Which, by the way, this movie is uh, surprisingly gory. I, I wasn't expecting yes. it to be this gory. It's probably I'm gonna. Well, we haven't seen all the movies yet in in our um, you know cinematic animals attack month, but uh, this is probably it has to be one of our, the goriest ones. It's gonna be the goriest one with the one that's coming up after this one. That's right. That's right. Okay. Yeah, you're right. And uh, this starts the alligator rampage, Luke. Although there is there is a slowdown in the middle because we were watching and we're like, oh man, there's still like a lot left in this movie. Yes. So you, there's still, you got to get the Robert Forrester uh, herpetologist love connection and breakup and re-falling in love with each other. Yep. And you got to get... <laughs> You gotta get some asshole kids throwing another kid into the alligator in the pool, which gets eaten. So yeah, alligator movie kills a kid. Yeah, they straight up kill like an innocent. This kid did nothing wrong. Fucking kid, man! Like holy shit! I I'd definitely raise my eyebrows at that. Uh, the o- they never come back to it. They it's there for two minutes and then it's done. just a a random scene where the director was like you know what this movie needs it needs a innocent kid getting chomped and uh that's exactly what happens uh the other thing that this uh kind of weird middle part of the movie does is they set up this uh this wedding uh party that's uh belongs to slade slade the you know the the guy that owns that evil pharmaceutical company uh he's throwing this uh wedding party uh, you know, intermittently thrown throughout all these scenes because uh, the his son-in-law is the lead scientist that works for the pharmaceutical company, and um, well, they're 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 that's, they're going to pay that off at the end of the movie. Well, that's that's the next big thing because the only other thing that we get in there is the whole uh, Robert Forrester getting thrown off the force, and uh, that's right, you're off the force, yeah. David. That's enough of you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and we get the we get the thing where where uh, Brock is killed because he yes. hires Colonel. Brock. He hires some gangsters to uh, like escort him into an alley that they call Booger Alley, where he gets eaten by the crocodile, and that's right. another throwaway thing too. They set him up to be this, you know, like this big character, <laughs> but he oh, gets wait. unceremoniously eaten in an alleyway. That's right, the alligator, not crocodile. We'll get to those. <laughs> <laughs> the alligator is hiding. It's this is funny too because you have uh, Brock going down there with this. Only one of the gang members is like brave enough to follow him in this like alley, and it shows uh, Brock going down there with his you know giant ass gun. And then they then they show the alligator that's hiding underneath this pile of trash. But they keep showing his eye blinking, and of course you know Colonel Brock gets close enough and then big old jaws open up and they just eat him and then the the gangster just fucks off he's like fuck this shit i'm out so this wedding that Luke mentioned just a second ago is the best part of the movie i think you would agree oh for sure um do you want to, you want to talk about that now or do you want to do the end of the movie first and save the best for last <laughs> we can save the best for last that's that's fine so the the movie ends with Robert Forrester uh, going back into the sewers to, you know, settle the score. And earlier in the movie, they set up the, you know, like there might be methane in the sewer. So methane you better take pockets. a gas mask. Methane pockets. Yep. And so basically he sets a, an explosive up in one of these methane po- po- uh, pockets. 
tries to call out of the manhole. That's where the manhole gets covered up, but he gets out eventually. And then the, uh, the, uh, alligator blows up spectacularly. Yeah. in a really fucking gory manner too. And this is, uh, I guess he does say this earlier in the movie, but there's this great quote that I wrote down from David Madison, you know, Forrester's character. Where he says, quote, I'm going to find the alligator and kick his ass, unquote. <laughs> As he's lowering himself into the sewer system. Right, right. It's great. Um, so that's how the movie ends. Let's jump back to this wedding scene um, because this is the 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 alligator rampage that we have been waiting for and oh boy does it deliver oh yeah it's awesome and of course the alligator picks of all wedding parties and all of fake chicago he picks slades uh you know the, the <laughs> one responsible for it all and uh yeah because he, he, he smells slade cooking steaks on the <laughs> grill like give it a steak cooking lesson <laughs> yeah there's slade he's fucking like grilling steaks he's like this is how you cook these fucking steaks and then you see like like the smoke like drifting the, off the the scent the scent clouds like comic book scent clouds yeah imagine a looney tunes cartoon and you Kind of got the right idea. And then the alligator's like literally on the other side of this hedge maze. And he's like, oh, yeah, that's what I want. And he goes in there and he starts just chomping on waiters and waitresses. Swallowing them whole, like whipping his tail around, getting them launched. People are flying all over the place. It's hilarious. People get fucked up too, though, man. Like severed legs and arms and stumps. And there's a lot of blood in this scene. There is. And Slade like retreats back to his limo and like locks the mayor out because he's a guest. Well, yeah, the, party the mayor's too. there. <laughs> the mayor and we've seen him a couple a couple times in the movie beforehand, right. just being an asshole, you know? Yeah. He's he's a non character that's just a dick because this movie needed another fucking uh authority figure that's a dick and yeah, Slade and uh, the mayor make a run for Slade's limousine. And, of course, fucking for no reason, because at this point, the alligator is nowhere near this fucking car. Yeah, they got plenty of time. Right. Slade locks the fucking doors. And the mayor's like, what are you doing? And then there's like a lot of time goes by. And then the alligator finally does make it near the car, which at that point, I'm like, why doesn't Slade's driver, who is in the driver's seat, just fucking take off? Uh, <laughs> he still doesn't do that. Chomps on the mayor. And then he just crushes, crushes the limo. limousine with his giant ass fucking tail, which, by the way, has been punting people around yeah. like they're ragdolls. And it is great. <laughs> so good. People getting just fucking like, <laughs> like bashed Launch. And, Yeah. People are falling in the pool. The bride's in the pool. Waiters are getting thrown into the gazebo. Like one guy comically lands on the cake. <laughs> dude the uh the son-in-law gets killed the lead scientist guy gets chomped too yes he does yeah yeah it, it all yeah it, that's what you fucking motherfuckers get this is uh kind of like another movie that uh we're, we're well we we've recorded the episode already but uh this is another one of those horror movies that uh it's not just a creature feature it's one of those eco horror uh you know subgenre movies you know you don't don't fuck with mother nature because uh Mother Nature will create, yeah. Mother Nature will create a thirty-six foot alligator and destroy your wedding party. <laughs> so uh, you know, maybe uh, think twice. So give me your final thoughts on alligator. Uh it was a lot of fun. Uh, don't get me wrong; this is a, not a good movie, not a good movie. But uh, 
so much like frogs uh this is a movie that i i highly recommend you watch under the right circumstances get a buddy uh get some drinks or whatever floats your boat and, and just have a ball because this is a this it's a cold classic it's a bona fide cold classic uh, i've heard of alligator before uh you know for for many years like i said this is a movie that i've wanted to watch for a while I, I had never heard of frogs before um but yeah this is this is a lot of fun under the right circumstances uh, check out alligator yeah i'm gonna compare it to frogs too because it is a very similar movie or at least the same idea um I, I will argue that our alligator is a better movie than frogs. Frogs is pretty bad, but we had a lot of fun with it, you know, <laughs> so bad. And I, I could definitely not watch frogs just hanging out by myself. I'd be like, Ugh, yeah, <laughs> you know, <clears throat> I could watch alligator by myself. I you could know? too. I could too. I would just need to skip past all the fucking David and Marissa, the herpetologist love story scenes. So again, uh, the same recommendation I made with frogs. If you like this kind of movie and you're into this kind of stuff, yeah, definitely watch Alligator. It's a fun watch. It lives 50 feet beneath the streets. It's 36 feet long. It weighs over 2,000 pounds. And it's about to break out. So, we watched a movie tonight about a killer alligator. So, without further ado, it's when cinematic animals attack quiz time. The later gators edition. Because, you know, it's about an alligator. had a uh, middle-of-the-road start to the quizzes this time around, so uh, going for 100% tonight. I feel like you're doing about as well as you did last year. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you you got a chance. I, I Not that I made these easier or anything, but um, you know, this is our first alligator quiz, uh, so you know, I guess we'll see what happens. Okay, it's six questions again. It's kind of a mixture between multiple choice and well, not multiple choice. Right, you ready? Yeah. All right. Number one, how many teeth do alligators have? Is it A, between 15 and 30? B, between 30 and 45? C, between 45 and 60? Or D, between 75 and 80? Okay. So I got to figure out, I got to figure that it has more teeth or has less teeth than a shark. I'm going to go with C. It's actually D, man. It's 75 to 80. Okay. Well, yeah. it's still less than a shark. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it does. It's, it's, it's got a lot of teeth. Now, number two, which animal has more teeth on average, an alligator or a crocodile? I'm going to go with crocodile. It's alligators, man. Uh, a crocodile have between uh, between sixty and seventy teeth on average, so they're just a little bit less. It's pretty comparable, but uh, alligators have more teeth, man. All right. Well, I guess I'm not getting hundred percent tonight. <laughs> yep, you're really fucking up so far. Okay, number three. 
<laughs> Number three, what determines the sex of alligators? Okay. Is it A, the male, B, the female, C, the temperature of the water, or D, C, Pakli, the Mayan goddess of alligators? <laughs> I'm going to say C, the temperature of the water. It is. Isn't that weird? That's pretty crazy. I think I've heard that on some nature program before. This this was the craziest thing I learned while making this quiz. Uh, so eggs exposed to temperatures 93 degrees Fahrenheit or higher, right, become males, while those exposed to temperatures 86 degrees Fahrenheit and lower become females. Uh, in between that range, produce both sexes. It's kind of random. But uh, yeah, fucking yeah. temperature. So That's pretty crazy. All right. All right, so you got one. Number four. At the start of the spring mating season, the male alligator does what to attract female alligators? Is it A, they bellow? Is it B, they head slap the water surface? C, blow bubbles? Or D, all the above? It's got to be D, all the above. It is. It is. Uh, They also... uh, uh, snout and back rub each other uh, and their bellows have an infrasonic component that makes the water ripple and dance. So uh, they do all kinds cool. of shit, man. Yeah. All right. Number five. Uh, only one of the following alligator facts is true. The others are myths. Uh, so tell me the, uh, the true one, okay? Yeah. All right. Is it A, alligators use tools? B, they have poor eyesight. C, they are not good climbers. Or D, you should run from them in a zigzag motion. Okay, no D is... Say, wait, so only one of them is true? One of them is true. The other three are false. I think D is true. You think D, you should run from them in a zigzag motion? I've heard that before, but I guess that could be a myth. So I'm going to stick with that. That's a myth. That's a big time myth. Um, it, they actually use tools. Uh, they have been observed to use sticks as lures to catch birds by balancing them on their heads, attracting birds looking for like next nesting materials. So like, oh, there's cool. a branch I can use for my, you know, my nest and then fucking chop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, all right, man. Here's your last chance to get another 50%. <laughs> number six last question uh what is the top speed for alligators on land okay is it a up to 10 miles an hour b up to 20 miles an hour c up to 30 miles an hour or d up to 40 miles an hour i'm gonna go with c you got it, man. You got your 50. Uh, <laughs> there we go. They can go up to 30 miles an hour. They tire very quickly. And by the way, again, I think I mentioned this in one of our other quizzes. The average uh, human male running speed is eight miles an hour. So they will fucking catch you if you're close. Enough. Yeah. So don't fuck around with alligators. Yep. Yeah. The, then the the, uh, the thing that I read, uh, yeah, that zigzag thing is bullshit. Don't do that because they're like, what is this motherfucker doing? Uh, just <laughs> run in a straight line as far away from the water as possible. That's your best bet. Just fucking whole ass out of there. So, um, yeah, that's uh, that's it, or man. Just don't mess with the alligator in the first place. Yeah, how about you not be there? How about you don't, uh, <laughs> don't fuck around with alligators, man? You know, just you see something out there, just go the other way. 
The Review to Death podcast is written and produced by the both of us. We release new episodes on Mondays and, and Fridays during the month of January. Thank you to Groove Witness for the use of their music. You can find them at GrooveWitness.us. Check out our written reviews at the link in the description and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Review to Death. Thank you for listening. And Luke, tell us what's coming up next. Well, coming up next, we're watching a fucking insane movie called Eaten Alive with a special guest star, Olive. That's pretty much all I got. Later, Gators! Oh, that awful character, by the way? Yeah. His name is Luke. (laughs) (laughs) You motherfucker. You son of a bitch. Fucking Luke Gutchel. (laughs) That was his name. (laughs) Motherfucking Luke. Fuck you, Luke. Stop doing bad things. What a... What a terrible member of our, our name gang. <laughs> <laughs> we got to kick that guy out of the Lukes. That's it. You're out of the Lukes.